You know, I got to say, I love technology. Here I am sitting in a parking lot, a motel parking lot in St. George, Utah, and you are listening to First Chair from the PSIA, ASI Mobile Studios, and we are joined by Scott Anfang, who is down in New Zealand, New Zealand, and it sounds like you've got a heck of a guest for us this evening, Scott. Oh uh, yeah, we got uh, Ellie Tressider with us today. She's uh, works with us down here in New Zealand. Spent some time over at Remarks and uh, spends a lot of time. And she's actually based out of Cornet Peak. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, what, what brings you over to Remarks today? Um, today actually was just a nice day to get on the snow. I've got a friend over from, a cousin actually over from Australia. Cool. Um, so a little yeah. family day on the hill. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just a nice day. Decided to come over to Remarks. Yeah, enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, get, get some sun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so Ellie, obviously Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about like your upbringing? Where where. Um, like yeah. where you're born, how you got into into the the sport. The, yeah. just tell us your journey. So I actually grew up in the North Island um, and didn't go really anywhere near the snow. I think we went on one ski trip when I was a kid, and Mum basically asked me if I could tell the time, and I was like, "Yep, I know what twelve what it looks like, twelve o'clock looks like." She's like, "Cool." No, no digital at that time. No, I, no, it was an analog, so okay. like both arms up in the air. Yeah. And um. She was like, sweet, um, I'll see you at the car then, look after your sister. And it was at the top of the chairlift. <laughs> <laughs> and this was on a snowboard or on skis? No, I was on skis. Okay, your skis And I hated time. it. Hated I it. I cried the whole way down, which <laughs> is potentially why I moved into snowboarding later on. So that was your introduction yeah. experience? Yeah, I think I was maybe seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. um, and didn't actually put a snowboard on until I was, I think I went once at high school. Yeah. And then a couple times through uni. And then somehow decided while I had a real job that I wanted to be a snowboard instructor so I was living in Melbourne at the time and I was in my I was about 25 and at that point I just came home and signed up for a course and yeah that was that was 11 years ago 11 years ago and you just said something there that that we hear all the time in in, in snowboard and in the instructing world which is that real real work real oh, yeah, job yeah um what yeah. were you doing as a real my, job my real my real job was i my undergrads in sport and exercise science and i had found myself a job as a personal trainer but i was also working um coaching teams different different teams rowing swimming triathlon um, doing their strength and conditioning sort of training for a number oh, of different cool. training so so was there. sports exercise science and you were using that and it sounds like what you say swimming rowing yeah I was teaching like some multiple other yeah so I was I wasn't doing a lot of skills teaching I am actually a swimming coach as well but um, I was doing a lot of strength training power training flexibility training all of that sort of stuff that's awesome with the sports yeah and i i mean i would love to to, to go down that road just a little bit i know we haven't got to the part of your story where uh, well you started the the instructor training type course it sounds like yeah. and then uh was that, that was to here in new zealand yeah i came back from aussie moved back home with mum, and um yeah, went into a level one and two, and I was actually looking at my avalanche certificate, which I did at the same time, my level yeah. one Abbey, and I was looking at going down that route, but then I taught a couple of lessons, and I was like, yeah, this is me. I, I, I love this. This is great. Cool. So I, I think that's awesome. So then you kind of left 
that sport exercise science ed- where your education lied took a new track mm-hmm. got involved in teaching a bit and as you were doing that did you see immediate connections between what you were doing and what like did that help yeah or did I, it confuse would, you even more no I would in defin- that journey <laughs> through instructing I would definitely say it helped a lot I actually did education I did a um, education sort of minor as well while I was at uni and so it actually all came together so nicely especially as far as biomechanics and movement analysis and watching people's strengths and weaknesses in their body and how that relates to how they stand on a snowboard and just skill acquisition and stuff like that it's really cool that's super cool and it's awesome that you were able to you know go down a track and and, and be in this world in the real job world (laughs) and then you were able to bring your experience and all that into the uh the instructing and then how, how about your like certification process and entering into teaching what what you got any what can you share about that that process for yourself um so i came through level one and level two before i had even taught snowboarding yeah that happens quite often down here in new zealand and um i guess for me i had I had already had previous teaching experience, so it was quite an easy transition into... Teaching experience teaching, outside of snowboarding. Outside of snowboarding, yep, yep. yeah. So it was quite an easy transition into teaching snowboarding. I did struggle a lot, and I, I think still it's sort of my the area that I have to work on the most is my riding, for yeah, sure. The riding aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. Yep, which is, which is brings us into, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool interesting and cool because you hear that a lot from a lot of female riders and um you know there's talk all the time about different standards or what it is um in in other sports not just snowboarding um how do you feel about that as as a as a female snowboarder um uh, as far as having different standards, yeah, just like where is that a does that is that a negative thing in your opinion? Is it is it like where no, you, know, I, I just, you you hear lots of discussions about it, and because our industry is more obviously male dominated, you don't get to hear the women's perspective as often. Yeah, and when you do hear it, it's usually from a certain group. Of, yeah. of females and just to branch it out I mean I don't know that I can speak for all females but there is always a lot of comparison in terms of like what professional female snowboarders are doing compared to what professional male snowboarders are doing Yep. and I think that the female professional world is actually moving really quickly to catch up like I mean whether it's they ever get to the same super impressive what, what yeah. the professional females yeah. are doing out there and I definitely believe a lot of that is just as we gain more knowledge about how females' bodies work on a snowboard. We there's definitely differences in how females often learn, um, fear processing, or that sort of thing. Um, and I think, like, I don't think it would. I personally don't think that there should be a different standard for mm-hmm. guys and girls. I do think that we there's a lot of room to grow in how we can teach differently well, te- probably females. teach and I would assume evaluate as well not like yeah. standard yeah. but just being able to identify maybe and maybe it's not even a male female maybe it's a body type type yeah thing. yeah that's definitely something I'm looking into as well and and just being aware of certain skills or movements that are harder for a female or 
yeah, a certain body type, different yeah. body types. And then that brings up another thing, like we talked about, uh, you just mentioned something about learning mm. there. Um, I know down here we worked together on the Burton Snowbrods yep. camp a yep. few times. Um, how do you feel about that environment where you do have like a bunch of stoked females out shredding together? Is, it, is there a... Like what is what is your take on that as a as a female snowboarder that's out riding as well as somebody that's maybe coached and ran yeah. some of those programs? So I, for the first time this year, actually had the opportunity to ride in a group of females at the same level, SBINZ. Um, actually put on a women's development day for us. Which is awesome. Super so cool. incredible. So cool. They just took sort of level three instructors and put us together, five or six of us, and took us out. And I had never been on that side of it. I've only ever coached that. And from a coaching perspective, it works extremely well. Like you've yeah. got a group of what I, I guess in snowboarding it is the minority. You get them together and you put a positive spin on it, and and everyone seems to thrive. Like it works really well. Yeah, that's well. cool. So what do you well, how do you what do you feel were some of the biggest outcomes of that female development day? Um, for me, definitely having like I felt like I had people that were in the same situation as me same position as me so camaraderie, camaraderie was amazing was the, the yeah. biggest people yeah. maybe not the biggest but it was a part it of it it was one of my biggest takeaways oh, for yeah. sure just like having that um, support having people that are coming through the same pathway that I'm working on so like working yeah. through the level 3 to trainers kind of pathway and um just to be like, oh, I feel like that. Oh, I feel like that. Oh, yes. You know, that was that was really cool. Super yeah, cool. that's awesome. So just to change gears and, and, and maybe switch the focus a little bit, I know you've uh, worked in the States before. You've, you, you know, you did all your training and certification here in New Zealand. I'm yep. assuming that was all with NZSIA, SBINZ. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And then um, through that process, you ended up getting... Uh, jobs in the states yeah uh, i don't even i know you worked at sierra because yeah. we got to spend some time training there yeah. Yeah. um did you get work at other resorts in the states um no sierra is the only one that i have found an h2b visa for yeah, yeah. so limited yeah. limited because of the Super visa limited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. then was um, a bit late on the travel sort of part of gotcha the and then uh how, how is uh, thinking about teaching and working, uh, going through your training here in New Zealand and working at Cornet and Remarks, and then transitioning to working at Sierra? Same, same thing, different place or different? There um, some differences there for you? Uh, yeah, no, I felt like. I felt like, you know, it was sort of a good realization that most ski schools have similar problems, but also similar, you know, you know, comp, like just, just working in a ski school, you meet amazing people, and that was yeah, nice. To, yeah, for sure. To be fair, there were a lot of people that came from Coronet and Remarks and ended up at Sierra as well because, because it's the of only that place limited visa thing. Yeah, yep. so it didn't change too much. But I really enjoyed um, getting to know a bit more about the. Um, it's Western Division out there, yeah, isn't it? The yeah, Western the, Division. The more about what goes on For PSIA here. and ASI yeah. Western. Yep. And also just a different, um, almost like mentality towards it. There's a lot more freedom, I think, in, in, especially in California. The, the style is different and the mentality is a bit different and all those sorts of things. Sorry um, about the phone in the background, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just hang it. Um, 
so did you did you get actually get a chance to attend any of the um, ASI events over there? Well, I obviously had training from you over there, mm-hmm. which was I guess more but ASI based. And Tony Macri came out and trained with us as well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I looked at going to Ryder Rally, but I didn't. I didn't think I got, I got injured before before May. <laughs> still in my life, but um, yeah. No, so I didn't get story of your it's life. definitely still on my on my list of things. I would I would love to move and have a look at different systems and, and what goes on and stuff like that. And so, how many seasons did you actually work at Sierra? Um, I've worked there for three seasons, not consecutively, but three, three seasons yeah. over a period of five five years. years. Yeah, I had a couple of and then I know this year. You weren't working in the States, but you got to go on a little bit of a trip and a journey around. Um, what all did, where all did you visit? Um, so I, I was based in Tahoe, um, yeah. so I got to do all of those mountains again. Um, and then I had a week in Aspen, got to ride all, all the Aspens, yeah. which so was... California, Colorado. Colorado, and then just steamboat as well. I didn't yeah. actually get too much further. Which is in yeah. Colorado. Which is also, I, know, I, know, I drove there on the no, wrong side of the road. On the wrong side of the road, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what were some of the highlights of that uh, of that that trip between Colorado and, uh, you know, Colorado and California, and you're, you're, you're in a, sometimes you're in a different mindset when you're, yeah. when you're not working, and yeah. you're just actually enjoying snowboarding or being on the mountain for yourself. It was, it was super cool, because I didn't have to worry about work. <laughs> so, so I, we had a couple of days in the back country, and we built a little kicker and started putting in some, some flips and things off it, and I wouldn't do that here, A, because we don't get the snow, and B, because I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> and after that, there was no way I was working. I wasn't so were, even walking. Yeah, yeah. You felt like you got to explore, experience and explore some different things that you don't normally get to uh, get to get yourself involved in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally different. Um, I did have one moment where I sort of felt like everything that I've done, like um, riding steep horrible snow here um, a bit of power in Japan and then I had a day at Aspen Highlands where it was a mixture of both felt yeah. like it all came together it all came together so cool. yeah. your, your global yeah. world of snowboarding yeah. all happened all in, happened in, in one, one round yeah. <laughs> it's awesome hey George just checking in with you there I haven't heard from you in a while I've just been enjoying the conversation perfect I, I just my, uh, my screen went black and I was hoping you were still there Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Um, is there anything uh, out of those conversations and direction, anything that intrigued you, George, that you'd like to ask Ellie? There is. I'd like to have Ellie back on as a another for another interview on First Chair because uh, I have a lot of questions oh, for wow. Ellie. <laughs> oh, wow. Perfect. Where, where did your head go with that, George? What is the, the direction and the questions that you uh, we can think about for the next talk? What I'm really seeing from Ellie is someone who is driven to get better in her writing and teaching and just overall development, which I love to hear from someone. And I'm really wondering... Uh, are those opportunities available to women worldwide? Do you feel like you're, uh, you have more opportunities in some countries than others? And we really don't have time to get into that, but that is something I'd really like to explore with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. We can make that happen for sure, George. That and, would be uh, awesome. We just wanted to say thanks for your time this evening, and it was great uh, sharing Hopefully, hopefully everybody enjoys uh, some of the conversation and it sparks some, some interest in some different directions. 
Scott, I'm loving these. These are so fun. I love uh, all the different people you're bringing to First Chair. I think it's really valuable, and I'm really enjoying listening to these and taking part in them. Yeah. It's got a cool crew down it's, here. It's a very cool <laughs> just opportunity and sharing. I think it came out in Ellie's talk today. Just we have interesting people in the snow sports industry, and and you know a lot of them find their uh, financial drive coming from. Uh, being involved in snow sports and schools so it's really cool that uh to share everybody's story because we're all coming from different backgrounds different reasons different motivations but we're all here doing a very similar job so why not share and learn that's what we do as instructors right absolutely well scott ellie thanks so much for taking part in first chair thank you for having me thanks george from the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios in a parking lot in a motel in St. George, Utah. And from New Zealand, I am George Thomas.